Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. Yeah. Yeah, great. Cool. Me too. Great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> God, we got that done. It's a sweet <laughs> intro. Who <laughs> wants to know, good or bad, how are they? <laughs> That's the hard questions, and I'll be asking them. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I brought you here today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's like one of my worst fears is that like my life will be going on, and then I'll t- it'll turn into an intervention <gasps> that I didn't know about. Oh, gosh. You know, la- last night I had one of those, like, willow dreams where, like, um, someone was like, oh, we're we're in a play. You memorized your stuff, right? right? And right. it was one of those things where I could not read. They were like, here's the script. And I was like, Ugh. And I was like, I can't hit oh, And no. it was really scary. That's weird. I don't think I've ever had a dream with, like, a scary narrative like that that I can remember. It's always, like... I'm in a room that's spinning. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can remember about it. I've never had, like, the cool TV really? nightmares. Yeah, like the naked in English class, like that yeah. sort of thing. I have very vivid dreams. Really? I think. Yeah. That's cool. And, I mean, it's okay. Sometimes there's, like, really <laughs> bad things happening, so it's, like, really upsetting that it's so vivid. Yeah. <laughs> like the giant wasps thing I was telling you yeah. about. Usually I'm stuck in some kind of cocoon, and they're, like, <laughs> stabbing me in the kidneys. It's horrifying. That is horrifying. And, like, it's one of those things where I know that it's going to come, so then I'm, like, clenching my yeah. side in anticipation of it stabbing me. Um, when I was a kid, one of my worst – my recurring nightmares was that uh, my mom and I were in the cartoon Robin Hood. and oh. the With the sheriff, fox and yeah, – mm-hmm, yeah. But he wasn't there to protect oh. us. Oh, and the no. sheriff of Nottingham was coming after us, that big dog rat thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting. But, but it was, so it was like, felt like a TV kind of dream, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it was not, not something that when I was awake was as scary. Interesting. Because I'm not really afraid of cartoon characters. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but when you're sleeping, things get, are scary. Right. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to have this recurring dream um, when I was a kid, and I think it is so, it's so like blatantly obvious that it sounds fake. So like me and my dad are like on this bridge and all I can see are, I'm like really small. All I can see are like from people's knees down and they're all wearing like pinstripe suits and they're mm-hmm. like on their way to work and they're carrying these briefcases. And um, my, I'm like, we have to find mom. We have to find mom. And my dad's like, okay, well, why don't you wait for her? I'll, I'll be right back. And he leaves and he doesn't come back. And then I'm waiting for my mom and I look and we're on this bridge, and I look over, and it's space. It's like, it's just, like, we're in outer space. Mm-hmm. And there's a cloud, and my mom is standing on it. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, come here. And she's just, like, ignoring me. Oh, my God. Wow. And that was my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> it would happen a lot. And I think there was basketball involved, but I don't remember that part. I just remember there being a hoop. That's really funny. Did you play basketball? No. Oh, okay. I did get bullied by a kid who threw a basketball in my head. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty mm. funny looking back on it, but it was horrifying during. Because it just bounced off the back of my head. Well, yeah, basketballs, <laughs> in a way, like baseball, you can murder someone with a baseball. You can't really right. murder someone with a basketball. <laughs> 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 you can, like, choke someone with a basketball. If you, like, oh, press it here. 
Oh, oh, I was thinking like you cut it open it. and like, yeah, and then oh, stuff so you- <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, so you make it totally not in the way that we think of a basketball. <laughs> yeah, obviously, guys. I don't know. You didn't make that narrative leap with me? Yeah, any sort of pliable rubber bag. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff it in their mouth. That was horrifying. I did not expect that. I played basketball for a lot of years. <laughs> I had a lot of anger. And so, in my quiet moments. Mm. Well, great. <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. And due to popular demand, superstar <laughs> Colin J. Morris is here gracing us with his velvety tones. <laughs> You can hear that velvet right there. Yeah, there it is. Thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> no, please. Our pleasure. Yeah. It's great. And you got some good episodes to talk about today. Fantastic. Yeah. We're not yeah. lying this time. No. <laughs> no, this, this is, is like literally. Um, we've got Lie to Me and The Dark Ages. Mm. Colin, do you have any general thoughts about Lie to Me? Um, general thoughts about Lie to Me. You can get specific if you need to. Um, um, I love the sort of. Just introduction of a new, like, Buffy love. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, it's the one thing that all of the male characters can rally against is another guy (laughs) vying for Buffy's attention. Yeah. And, like, suddenly, like, like, you half expect, like, Spike to come in. Like, no, I don't like this Ford guy either. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There there was a lot of, like, testosterone happening. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I don't know. It was, like, very... I expected them to, like, beat their chests or something, like Angel and Xander, because they were both, like, they were both just, like, so wary of him immediately. Yeah, Mm -hmm. before he gave any sort of reason for them. Yeah, he was just nice to Buffy. Yeah. They're like, like, I don't buy it. That's so enough sometimes. (laughs) You're like, hmm. Okay. I got my eye on you, Ford. Right. (laughs) Although I will say... um, and this is possibly because I already knew that he was lying. Mm-hmm. But when he comes in and he's like, oh, you know, like, well, my dad got the transfer and, like, here I am. And then, like, again, he's like, oh, by the way, my dad got a transfer and here I am. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, bud, you're you're lying really badly. Like, never repeat. No one – it's like giving an alibi that you're not supposed to give. Right, right. right. He, no, he's not a good liar. No, he's not. But that's kind of – Nobody is a great liar in this episode, right? I mean, because we have Angel trying to pretend like it's not about jealousy and Willow sees through him. Then we have Willow lying about how she knows things about Ford. Like, yeah, like all yeah. of the lies in this episode, no one is really good at it. And a lot of the lies are to protect someone. Mm-hmm. Like they're lying because they don't want to hurt someone else. Um, and gosh, look what happens, you know? The, the are you saying are you are you saying that honesty is the best policy? Uh, are we not jumping always. right ahead to the I, moral? I don't know if I think honesty is the best policy. I know that I definitely believed it when I was a kid, and I feel yeah. like that's one of the things that growing up for me was about understanding that things are more complex than mm-hmm. good and evil, lying and truth, and even the truth is not um, uh, that set in stone. No, which I think this episode. Uh, echoes that idea. Yeah. Um, and we open, not to, to to make us do this chronologically, guys. We don't have to. We don't have to. But I'm shoehorning this in. Um, <laughs> we open with that little boy 
who oh, is I have, kind of I have, I have thoughts about that standing little alone on a bridge with his mother on yeah. the Yeah, and is waiting for his mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even re- – oh, this is maybe why – okay, so I had some thoughts about this kid. Uh-oh. Um, okay, first of all, when maybe. Angel's like, go home, I was like, but what home are we sending him to? Kelly! <laughs> 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 It's true, though. Okay. so late. Where is his mom? Okay. Were you never the last person to get picked up? No, I I was. Okay. Well, then you still should go home rather than get murdered by a vampire. But to what? Like, what life is that at home? That's just what I'm saying. A life where you're alive and not dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure. There are fates worse than death. Worse than death. Given that this is Sunnydale and she had to be at least six hours late, like soccer practice does not start at like ten o'clock. No, no, no. it was like it was like eight, and he had practice probably from five thirty to seven thirty. No, what? No, because the moon was high. Yeah, it was so dark. Like Drusilla's not just gonna (laughs) wait for like it's about eight. I'll go whoring about the darkness while people are coming home from JC Penney. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe it was later. So yeah. he, uh, I don't know. You wait till your mom picks you up. Yeah, you do. Well, you do. You wait. Maybe something happened to her. That's what I was gonna say. I think. I mean, that's Sunny the best, Dale, best case scenario. Something happened to her. Sunnydale, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. You're right. Was... It's better to die with Drew than to come home to finding out. Look, mom's dead, <laughs> and you found her. <laughs> I really like oh. the first scene. <laughs> No, I did like it. I loved how spooky she was, and mm-hmm. like I, I loved that. I'm just saying there are a lot of dangers in Sunnydale. Don't leave your children Don't. at the park. Yeah, yeah. Till 10:30 p.m. I mean, maybe yeah. she can help it though. She could be dead. You're right. You're right. Or maybe she's just neglectful. Here's can... hoping. <laughs> Mom just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, her new boyfriend is really demanding. Right, mm. right. Right, right, and right. he like. Uh, he laid down his motorcycle that afternoon, so he's in a pretty, pretty bad mood. And, yeah, 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 totally. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe she's passed out from the drink. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> uh, but we do get to see Drew kind of seducing this little boy, mm-hmm. trying to to kill him. Yeah, she sings to him mm-hmm. her spooky, spooky song. It's so weird. <laughs> Run and catch. I was like, ah. <laughs> The blackberry patch. I was like, ah, 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 you're so scary. <laughs> she was really scary. I like her though. Yeah. In her nightgown. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. She's really scary, and Angel arrives to save the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets kind of a hero moment. Yeah. I mean, he's basically just like, get out of here, kid. <laughs> the kid's like, gonna die. I'm a fucking hero. <laughs> I mean, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Buffy sees. She's not into it because she's like, who's this bitch? Like, yeah. talking to Angel. Right. It's true. It is it's true. true. It's true. And that's trouble. Like, I know she's 17, but you got to expect a guy like Angel's got some history. Sure. You know? No, I mean, he's so old. He's, yeah. But that's part of, also part of growing up, right? When you're in your first love, you want it to be their first love, too. Yeah, you totally. want you don't want them to have a history. And like Buffy kind of has this realization a lot about other people and I think in in this episode and the next episode and it kind of reflects like the realizations that you have that like cuz you know how kids are selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of think like you're the center of the universe and like you're the only thing that like the only movie is your movie. Right. But like 
everyone is a person and has a history and like she kind of sees that both about Angel mm -hmm. and also about Giles where it's like oh he's flawed and I me right. expecting him to be perfect is maybe unfair mm -hmm. right um so that's interesting and also um I was noticing when she was this is jumping to the end but when Buffy says like oh it's hard for me to hate him I can't mm -hmm. hate him and I think that the same can be said about Drusilla, mm -hmm. where it's like, you can't just hate this person. Like, she, I mean, yeah, she's a demon and she's horrible, but she was driven crazy by yeah. Angel right, and like tortured right. for so long. And that's why she's extra fucked up because of Angel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she does have to sort of face that when she confronts him about it, you know, mm -hmm. and he tells her straight up, like, well, I kind of did something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, okay, I just, I wrote EW in all caps because there was a swimsuit competition for ninth yes. graders. I was like, EW! Are you kidding me? They don't, no, you have to be an adult to do that, right? Yeah. I don't, I mean. You're going to have adults judging. I think it's like toddler and tiaras, they have like a swimwear. EW, EW, I, I think they do. No? That's, I mean, I think, I'm not familiar, but that sounds horrifying. I don't know. For me, <laughs> swimmer, so okay, I also grew up a swim team kid, so seeing, like, little kids in swimsuits is not gross. Right, but the idea of a swimsuit competition is, like, who's wearing it? Who's the most fierce yeah. out here? Yeah. So if it's all girls in the school, like, one-piece yeah. swim team <laughs> uniform... <laughs> Then it's, are you well, saying they're sexy bikinis? Okay, it's gross. Well, then what are you judging them on? If it's the same suit, then you're judging them on something even grosser. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've now seen photographic so, evidence. There is... That is so fucking sick, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so basically we're like, who are these kids are fucking hot? No, okay. <laughs> they don't... Maybe that's the subtext. I'm sure that is the subtext, and it, it is so. gross, but... What they say is, like, who has the attitude and the strut? And it's all about, like, your personality, how you show it when you're walking with in a swimsuit. your body. Well, sure. That's how you communicate with other humans. <laughs> that is so gross. Okay. So, yeah. So, Buffy was a victim of <laughs> human, human trafficking. And oh, Ford she wanted just it. stood there and watched. And Ford let she it happen. And she pocketed that experience to be like, yo, check out this fucking human trafficking experience that Buffy went through. We'll go shoot some sticks and talk about Buffy's ninth grade trauma. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, I think her trauma was admitting to everyone she listened to I Touch Myself Every yeah. Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That is such a cute thing to like totally misunderstand that. That's something that I feel like a lot of kids did. It's like misunderstand lyrics sure. to songs and like not realize that. Because I didn't right. realize how gross um, Genie in a Bottle was. Um, and I did like a dance to it in sixth grade. Oh, no. And then I was like, oh, sick. It was mm -hmm. like someone wrote this song for a 15-year-old girl to sing. Yeah. Which is like, rub me the right way, honey. Mm. Come, come, come on in, let me out. And then there's a part where she's like, you're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way. And I was like, ew, what? Okay, but it doesn't mean it has to be today. <laughs> she's like slowing him down. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to release me. She's like, not today. <laughs> I need someone to make me come to well, stay I looking think, at me. <laughs> but I feel like that's the part that's gross about that song and Baby One More Time is like that it's like, I know that you want to fuck me and I'm into it, but like not yet because I'm a child. Yeah. It's like gross. Stop. Yeah, it's like I get how I get how 
enticing my child body is to you. (laughs) But, like, just pump the brakes and we'll wait. (laughs) So gross. Um, (sighs) I just can't. I'm just... um... But, yeah, so Ford is like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to... Oh, he knows she's a slayer. Mm-hmm. He does. And oh, oh my God, when he was like, so when he, uh, but okay, let's say before all of the dark mm-hmm. forward stuff starts, even though he's lying to her, they do have a rapport and a chemistry and she seems very happy to see him. Oh yeah. She like, holds both of his hands. Yeah. That part was really, I was like, mm, Bobby. <laughs> 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 it's like, you just went to school with this guy. <laughs> she carried a torch for him. Yeah, yeah she did. For years. She did. Like he's her guy. He probably peaked in middle school. I mean, I'm just seeing what he has to offer right now. Like during the swimsuit competition, he was like Porky's. <laughs> um, I mean, I think he grew up all right. He's a he's a good looking guy. Yeah, he's a hunk. Uh, he's fine. He goes on to be Max <laughs> on uh, Roswell. Oh my well, he's god! The romantic I totally of that forgot show. about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he was on Roswell. Jason Bear, I think is how you pronounce it. He did not. He did not have like his same. Yeah, on Roswell, love. he was like a sweet nerd mm-hmm. who didn't have an earring, and on this, he's a cool, dying vampire <laughs> fetishist who has an earring. So it's very different. Oh my god! But yeah, no, I mean, he walks in on Buffy beating up, beating someone up, mm-hmm. and is totally cool with it. Yeah, you're the Slayer. I know. His like when he was like, no. is that vampires? I was like, this is an Owen thing again, Buffy. Like, come on. He's so mm-hmm. thirsty for this vampire action. Which, it's kind of cool. I mean, I think she I think she is relieved, though, that it's like a normal guy that's not Xander, mm-hmm. like, knows about her secret mm-hmm. and is cool with it. Yeah, I mean, those crushes that you have when you're, like, in fifth grade, there's a part of you that always wants that person to think you're cool, right? Like... Maybe only me. But like, no, I, totally. No, like, yeah. I think those people, like, if that person, like, honestly, even as an adult, if that person, I'm not going to say their name. Yeah. Just in case they're <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> but if that person, like, showed up in LA and was like, oh, I'm so excited about all the things you're doing in your life, Ryan, I would, I would eat that up with a spoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course. No, I know. I would too. like it's like if you didn't have to keep Hellmouthy a secret from. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, oh, I'm just going like yeah. there was a cat in the podcast booth. And I just I, I a, bought them. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> if I could just be real with someone, no, it's I don't know. I feel like she is. I don't fault her for not immediately being suspicious of him when he knows her secret. No, and especially like during a time where she is feeling like kind of discarded by Angel, and so she's like, oh, I'm going to cling to like. This, like, remnant of my past. and Yeah. Well, speaking of the angel thing, I felt like she pulled such a classic girlfriend move of catching him in that lie. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, so what did you do last night? Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't leave the house at all? Like, mm-hmm. not even for a little walk? Nothing? He's like, I stayed in and read. I was like, angel. <laughs> did you read Come it? up with a better fucking lie. <laughs> I stayed inside and just read. <laughs> no, everyone knows you should look up the TV listings and yes. be like, yeah, I watched Johnny Carson. <laughs> 1974. That's like the latest TV guide he has. But yeah, she's not very nice to Angel after she figures out he's a li- he's lying to her. Mm-hmm. No. She's mad. And then, um, so she when 
Willow kind of asks uh, Angel to stay and play pool with them. I was like, yeah. oh, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Like them just hanging out and playing pool. Yeah. Willow was very sweet. She was bridging that gap as mm-hmm. best she could. Yeah. And no one else was feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Angel like, just I have, disappeared. I have very important, like, moping to do. Please excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that he admits that he, like, has honed his brooding. Yeah. That, I feel like that was a moment for him of really being funny, which mm-hmm. we have not gotten a ton of. It was his... I think it was his first attempt at being yeah. funny. I don't know if he quite nailed it yet, but <laughs> he's definitely he for it. Yeah, he's becoming the angel that we're gonna like fall in love yes. with. Like right now, yeah. this angel is never really done it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a character made for me for right. my demographic. And then you know, in later seasons and with his spinoff and stuff, mm-hmm. he becomes something that like you know, angsty teenage boys can really. <laughs> can really, really cling to really cling can really to. get a hard yeah, on like, for like, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for like big hard on yeah that's, that's I mean yeah they, he definitely later on gets like way more humanized and mm-hmm. more sympathetic mm-hmm. and right now he's he is more of a representation of an idea now, I mm-hmm. think, than Well, and even Buffy being in love with him, which I know she's a teenager, but even mm-hmm. her being like, yes, I love you. I'm like, do you really know this dude? No, I know. When she said she loved him, I was like, well, oh, he no. he made her say it. I know. He, and then he doesn't even say it back. He's like, do you love me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, peace. <laughs> Wait, doesn't he say, yeah, well, here's how I fucked up Drew. <laughs> He's like, oh, he no. This is what he does. He's like, well, you shouldn't. And then yeah. like turns to walk away, and she's like, wait. And he's like, all right, let me tell you about this true thing. You want to hear the truth? <laughs> I mean, I feel like if whatever. I just she loves him, but it's very much. I feel like it is that representation of what he is. Yeah. Than who he really mm-hmm. is as a vampire. Oh yeah, totally. Their love is a forbidden one. <laughs> like Willow says, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a great Willow episode. Yep. She had a lot of good stuff. She did. I loved her scene with Angel in mm. her bedroom. Her yes. bedroom with a – did you guys see the mobile that she okay, has? I, wrote, yes. I was like, <laughs> pri- primary shapes. <laughs> I was like, what are you, a baby? Why do you have that? It was like way bigger than a baby. Like it, was, yeah. oh, it was made for a teenage girl. I, I feel yeah. like her mom bought everything in that room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing was Willow specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Well, and I think she's still, I mean, at one point, I think it was, I don't know if it was this season or last, she talks about how her mom bought her clothes for her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think she's still getting to where she develops her own taste and displays yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, she's a delight in this episode. She is. About that scene where Angel shows up, I had to make note of, so she's like, all like spooked and, oh my gosh, Angel's here. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm being awkward. In full, like going to the bronze <laughs> yeah, makeup, yeah, yeah. eyeshadow, yeah. like, <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> and then big giant red lips. And she's like, I'm just getting into bed. <laughs> no, no, angel. Maybe she practices makeup before bed every night. Oh, she and, and then, is that a thing? I mean, I've like played with makeup before when I like, okay, yeah, like I, like not now, but like when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how else do you learn? Like, you either do it for the time and you leave house with, like, horrible face. Yeah. Or you practice at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't think that's what was happening, really. Yeah. I think, really, 
they just they're like we gotta get you yeah. look hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when angels in there uh, maybe they were trying to like foment a little willow angel shippage oh my god oh very think- little <laughs> <laughs> This is the, mo- the world's most subtle. <laughs> They're like, we're just going to leave this seed here. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. We're going to come back and water it. Um, um, I just wrote um, the dude welding, LOL. When they, like, go to that fucking <laughs> place and there's the dude wearing the <laughs> welding glasses and he's like, oh, like, welding the door shut or something. Or preparing it preparing. to be. Yeah. He's getting rid of the doorknob on the inside. Yeah. yeah. She's but I was just like, okay, we get what they're about. They're like these industrial. Yeah. Well, when we first go in, the first person we see is uh, Martin, right? Oh, but he goes by um, Diego. 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 You know, yeah. he's I'm sorry. Of, I'm not choosing to use No, but his. guess what? Gonna... He's credited as Diego. Wow, that was really so respectful that's nice of for Josh. Them. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice for him. I feel yeah. like small victories. It's his choice. He identifies as vampire. All so right, now yeah, I feel like yeah, a jerk. All right, yeah. Diego. That was really shitty of me. <laughs> He's wearing a stupid cape. Oh, not just stupid, like offensive. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> this is minstrel. <laughs> it is. It kind of is. But, um, but it immediately like lets us know that these people are not to be taken seriously. No. They're, yeah. Um, which is kind of helpful. And poor Chanterelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's a man. mushroom. Yeah, it is. Well, she must have made that name up, right? For sure. She no, must have, like, thought. Isn't that her thing? Does she say it? No, but, like, she. No, no, I think that in, yeah, in the yeah. arc of the character, I think that's confirmed. But yeah. it is, like, of Come course on. her name is Chanterelle. I know. She probably was just like, that sounds pretty and kind and she of tries, dark. She tries so hard to be nice to Xander and Willow. I know, and Angel just shuts her down. Just ruined I, it. I felt like th- those people were so heartbreaking. Like the people. What? I just made a connection between those people and that little boy. What little boy? At the beginning oh, of one of the episodes. He's his... going to grow up and join one of these vampire clubs. Oh, because he has yeah. no one at home because no one yeah. cares about him. That's what happens. You either get eaten by a vampire when you're young or you fetishize them when you're older. Yeah. And he has this experience with. Angel. Two really cool oh, vampires. Yeah. A vampire saved his life. Yeah. yeah. But then also the other one was like darkly entrancing. Yeah. Yeah. So she's was, totally entrancing. Yeah. So he was like into just oh. the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kid's wow. going to be Chanterelle oh, too. No. That gives me <laughs> Chanter too. <laughs> Chanter too. Um, um, and it's T O O. Like also. <laughs> um, yeah. Not a sequel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, also an interesting like casting Mm -hmm. stuff the um i think it was the i didn't write this down so this may be incorrect but (laughs) all right just say it say a maybe the guy that um that's like hi to them when they walk yeah (laughs) it's not an actor (laughs) wait what no he's not he's a um he's a vampire no. Wait, where did you read that? They finally got him. (laughs) No, he's um, on film. Somehow you can take pictures of him. He's um no, he's a um he was like head of makeup or something. Oh, so it's his fault for the willow in her bedroom at night looking like a mess. He's like, that was me. (laughs) That that scene. She Um, was practicing makeup. It totally makes sense. And then the woman that um with the long blonde hair, the vampire that like steals the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she's a stunt woman. So. 
good, cool. good yeah. tidbits. Well, no, no. that I could that I yeah. can see. It makes sense to just she hire the stunt woman. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's no dialogue for that character. Yeah, so, and boom, full face makeup the, done by gives, the guy in the coffin. When yeah. she gives the book to Spike, which I know we're kind of jumping around, but when she gives the book to Spike, she makes his face at him like. Acknowledge me. Like, please, please <laughs> say, say thank you, something. And he just has no interest. Yeah. Yeah. He's focused on Ford, who's about to make him an offer. Oh, God. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Um, so, you know, when um, <laughs> uh, Ford is like, has trapped Buffy, this is skipping ahead, but they're in that like basement uh, bomb shelter thing. Mm-hmm. And his beeper goes off and he's like, 627, sundown. I was like, okay. Is that an alarm or did Spike? Be- hey, the sun's be- going. Down. The sun's going down. Like, did he run to a payphone and was like, "I gotta call this kid. I gotta be there in like." 30 I minutes. thought it was like an alarm. Okay, in my mind when I saw it, but I like it better. <laughs> Spike is like sitting in his crypt and he's like, mm. <laughs> "Looks like the sun's about down." I'm on the way, bud. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, those people to me were so heartbreaking. Um, and it's just like, because it is a really relatable fear that you're ordinary or like their thing kind of runs the gamut from like feeling ordinary and boring mm-hmm. to like probably some more fucked up like emotional issues. Oh, no, right. Chanterelle came from a really bad home. Mm. Can't you? I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I see that. For <laughs> sure. I mean, like she. Yeah. She's running from something. Yeah. Like, it's not just, uh, like, Angel sort of breaks it down and, you know, like, criticizes mm-hmm. them. Like, oh, like, they're bored kids telling themselves bedtime stories. Yeah. Like, she's for real running from some trauma, I mm-hmm. think. Absolutely. She's got that baby voice mm-hmm. and oh, God. she's so desperate for friends. Like, it's, and she's, I mean, she, I feel like, has my sympathy way more than any of the others. Oh, for sure. Ford. Um. Yeah, no, she, God, just when she's, like. Why do you have to be so mean about it? And yeah. it's like, oh, man. Well, she sees the vampires as these, like, you know, like, protectors and, like, cool, immortal beings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so any confrontation whatsoever doesn't, like, fit her narrative. And right. she's not yeah. having it. And it's kind of, I mean, motivating... What's motivating her and a lot of these people is kind of like why anyone joins like a subculture. It's mm-hmm. just like a sense of belonging. And she kind mm-hmm. of sees these vampires as like familial, which they are. Right. I mean, like they're sires and they're like also they run in packs. And so there is a desire. I, I think she just sees like, oh, these people belong. And, like, right. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I feel like they – the subculture thing that you mentioned because Ford comes at it from another angle his, himself where he finds – he sees it as a way to create a narrative for himself that isn't the narrative of the dying boy, mm-hmm. which is the one he's stuck in. So he is able to – and we have that scene, and I love that this is my favorite episode, so I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> so I almost do it along with him when he's doing it along with Jack Parlance on the TV. Oh, my but God. But when he's doing the lines, it was like that – I could connect to that because yeah. I think that's sometimes a lot of why I love uh, TV shows or or book series or whatever is like connecting to this narrative mm-hmm. and seeing this narrative and so for him he was able to make himself into this arch villain which is a much more compelling it's a story he wants to be in much more than the story of the of the cute boy who Buffy had a crush on who dies too young right mm-hmm. like that's no one yeah. wants to be in that story right yeah and I mean I think part I, I, I do think that his like dying situation does inform the narrative that he creates for himself mm-hmm. and like 
I think he does use it to an extent where it's like it makes his story more tragic at the at the start. So that way his triumph is all the more amazing. Right. Um, and it's kind of how he sets it up with Buffy, like when he's like yelling at her. Um, but I wanted to mention when you were saying that he was quoting the Dracula yeah. movie, I was reading the wiki and it was like, he quotes some of its better lines. And I was like, oh, hatred for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a t- it's a TV movie, right? I have no idea. It's a, um, what I read about is like a TV movie and that's Jack Parlance, who's the guy from City Slickers. Oh. He's been in other things. That's the thing mm-hmm. I feel like 90s kids know him from. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's it's interesting that they didn't choose, like, Nosferatu. They didn't choose, like, there's, yeah. he wouldn't be able to quote anything along with Nosferatu. Okay, but even, like, even, like, a, like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was I rights know. issues. But it's just, like, they didn't choose something that is iconic. Well, the imagine they're watching vampire movies, like, 24 hours okay. a day down in that club. So you gotta Sometimes fill that's the one that's on. Wait, do you think he could do that with all of the movies? Oh, yeah. Oh. I think he can. Okay. Oh, he yeah. can. He's probably spent a lot of time in the hospital watching those. So he's probably. But, you know, actually, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I'm sorry. That made me it really sad. But, um, <laughs> guys, it's a sad episode. Um, but the, I think using that, now that you say that mm-hmm. it's a TV movie, I mean, then it's just like it's this poor imitation of like this grandiose um, mythology mm-hmm. where like. What they want and what they're doing, these, like, vampire kids, is exactly that. It's just this pale imitation of, of the ultimate darkness that mm-hmm. that they aspire to. Mm-hmm. Well, and it plays into some of the themes of innocence of the, of the whole episode because they don't know what they're idealizing. Because no. they haven't actually lived enough of a life or experienced enough of it firsthand. So their idea of what it is to be a vampire and to be part of that world is inherently naive. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many of them actually know, because there's, you know, this weird thing in the Buffyverse where people know about mm-hmm. evil, but they're also, like, surprisingly naive to yeah. it. So I most of these kids obviously know that vampires are a real thing, mm-hmm. whether or not they totally understand, like, the culture of vampires or how they are. But I imagine there's a couple of kids that are still just kind of along for the ride. Like, oh, the vampire's about to show up. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, who have never seen a vampire. Right. Like, like, still hey. just like, all right, yeah, I'll go along with this. <laughs> cool. This <laughs> would be a great story. Yeah, exactly. Or really, I just want to be around people. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, there's, like, someone there because, like, someone they have a crush on is there. And, like, mm. oh, I mean, maybe they'll talk to me tonight at the vampire party. Oh, someone really just wants to make time with Chanterelle. Chanterelle. Oh. And she's too busy being like, we're going to be a part of this great thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's sad. Well, I don't think anyone, I mean, spoilers for the end of the episode that we've been talking about all this time. I don't think anyone dies, right? I don't think so so i mean at ford but yeah outside of him so like uh, even the the guy with the crush on chanterelle he's okay he had a horrible night yeah like yeah. it was scary oh god but he's he's, he's probably fine. got a little bit but he's okay yeah he, he turned out okay oh there was some biting yeah i guess yeah. everyone survived because well, she says stops, i have to come back yeah. i have to go back for the body like she right. thinks there's only one body in yeah her. that's true um Okay, I'm going to say something that's going to kind of make me sound like a sociopath. Okay. Okay, so... um, Thanks for preparing us. Not that I agree with what Ford was doing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I think it does make sense to him what he's doing. Like, he... Okay, like, because you know how Buffy's like, well, you're, like, hurting all these people and blah, 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 blah. 
But like either way, he is going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Like he's either going to die from brain cancer or he's going to be this new creature that has no conscience or anything and he's just going to be living the good life as a vampire right and if he does become a vampire he's got a long life of hunting and killing humans ahead of him so like what's it matter if he gets this head start like killing a room full of teenagers yeah and like to him he's like even though this is really fucked up and i know it is like when i'm purportedly dealing with any things of grief or whatever i'm a vampire so it doesn't matter Mm mm-hmm um, and that's like a really psychopath way to look at it, but sure. And I think that that's true to a certain extent. But right now he's a human. Oh, totally. And not only are these innocent people, there's Buffy, who was a good friend to him and mm-hmm. was kind and was always kind to him, and who doesn't deserve to die. And he's sentencing her to death. Mm-hmm. So like, even even if he's not going to have to deal with the aftermath of his choices, making that choice, I guess I I can understand how he got to that pathology, mm-hmm. but. I, I don't know. I still think he's he's fucked up. No, he is <laughs> fucked up. And also, I think maybe his brain tumor made him a psychopath. That has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, where or a child like, molester. That yeah, that's too. what I was saying. Yeah. Oh my god, that's why he mentioned the the kid. No, stop, the, stop, stop. The kid. No, 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 no. I can't. The, the swimsuit swim competition. He's like not to mention that shit was hot. He Okay, by the way, in the scene where he says it, he says it to embarrass her and tease her in a totally playful, non-sexual way. We've turned it into something grosser, but he says it like... Well, okay, they see it. Buffy and Ford see it as this thing that presumably is normal to them because there's a room full of adults telling them this is normal. I think what we're doing is criticizing the high school administration for allowing it to happen (laughs) on their property. (laughs) It's We're like not prom- okay. Promoting it. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how much promotion went into it, but <laughs> it I imagine there's a secret pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so wearing a masquerade. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like eyes wide shut. <laughs> That's so horrifying. And Diego's cape. <laughs> and everyone's like, Diego? <laughs> oh, God. It's a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> it is really bad. However it went down, it was not good. Okay. Uh, I'm going to change gears. Go. Please. <laughs> I'm like, this may get back to creepy things, but um, we have an extended sequence of Buffy and uh, Willow passing notes back and forth. Yeah. Were you a note passer? Yes. Did you do it in the style that they do it, or were you a longer note person? Oh. Um, oh, I wouldn't have just written pretty. Vampire. Yeah, vampire. Yeah. Pretty. Like, I would have been like, it was this fucking bitch that was, yeah. like, had long one hair, long brown hair. She looked like this. Da, 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 da. We have to fucking find her. Like, it would have been, like, three pages. <laughs> See, it's funny, because I feel like when you pass notes with boys, it would be short, like, because it would just be like, you'd be like, LOL. <laughs> what are we communicating information? Yeah. Sort of like when you talk to boys mm-hmm. or talk to men. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it would be, like, asking questions, answering questions, like, right. It was... But yeah, if you're passing with your girlfriends, it's very long. Mm-hmm. You've got lots of details to talk about. You say what's up, down, all around. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that maybe that was for time. Oh, no, it's a television have- show. I just was... Three <laughs> pages, the camera's just like on it. You can read At the all. bottom, sorry, so sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> my hand's cramping, LOL. And then, oh <laughs> Were you a note passer? No. Okay. There was, there's no, uh, there's no one to pass notes to. <laughs> oh, oh my god! 
Because <laughs> you were homeschooled, right? Yeah, yeah. I was um, in, in my kitchen. I was raised in that uh, in that vampire club. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know and about then, Chanterelle. Yeah, That's exactly. It. And then around nine nine thirty, my parents would just drop me off at the park. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to remember if I ever passed a note. Like, I'm sure I did. At some point, but it wasn't, like, a regular yeah. thing. Sometimes we would, like, make fun of teachers in our notes. Mm, that's risky as yeah, fuck. Yeah, I got busted on it. In <gasps> middle school, we, like, I called one of my teachers a pot-smoking freak. <laughs> Which I don't know why I did. And then the girl Whoa. I passed the note to drew a great picture of what that teacher would look like totally high <laughs> with like you know joint in his hand oh and his God. eyes are like it was a great drawing and then the end of the day we threw it out mm-hmm. this is the part this is the dumb part in his trash can no no but like oh. we didn't think so about went, it like scurrying to the trash can i think so, i think a third girl turned us in i think she's bitch that's what i think happened but anyway we threw it out which that was dumb you obviously you keep that with yeah. you throw it out at home threw it out there then a week later, I was in a different so social studies class. I was in a science class, and the teacher was like teaching, and then he goes, "Well, I don't want Ryan to think I'm a pot smoking freak." But da da da, and like I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, that is!" Wait, like, so and that's I was how like, you got busted. Yes, psychological <laughs> warfare. Oh my! <laughs> so it was a different class, a different teacher, and just like a reference to something that was in the note that only like I don't know what everyone else in the class thought was happening. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yeah, oh my god!" It was really. That's, That's horrifying. Yeah. That is like Dude. a slow play against a junior high student who's <laughs> oh. like making mincemeat out of these kids. Yeah. I wonder, and I bet you the teacher then like went to their friend and was like, oh, I I did the thing we talked about. Yeah, no, I'm sure that they talked about it. It was also, uh, my dad was a teacher in the school system, so like mm-hmm. everyone knew him. So I think that he, I think they all knew that they could fuck with me mm-hmm. with impunity. <laughs> like, like, my dad was not gonna come in and be like, yeah. "You humiliated my daughter, or whatever." She's yeah. my daughter in a very simple. That just made me think of um, when I was in college. Um, I worked at the campus like burger place, mm-hmm. and my best friend worked there too. But she was like a really fucking bad employee. Like she would call in sick like every single week. Like she just would never come in. And our boss was like this older guy that was really into working at SDSU okay. and was like, oh, like, oh, let me know where all the cool parties are at. You know, like, this, like... Wait, when you say really, like, contact, like, do you mean, like, 30-year-old and you felt like He was, like, like he was 45. Really okay. And he was really into the SDSU lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. he would always try and talk to us about, like, living at the dorms. Anyway, so he was really, he really wanted everyone to like him. So if you called in sick, like, he would just be like, okay, I'll, I'll find someone to cover for you. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fucking horrible. And she meant to text me... And accidentally texted him and was like, she was like, he's such a fucking pussy. Like he, um, I, t- I called him ag- or I told him again I couldn't come in and he just rolled over and like went to find someone to cover for me. What a douche. And um, or she's like, what a fucking douchebag. And then so he like received it. And she's like, I don't know what to do, Kelly. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You're fucked. (laughs) You're like, I have to make a lot of burgers right now. So go figure this out. So then he like called me and was like, um, Katie sent me a very interesting text message. And I was like, uh, I don't know anything about it. And he was like, would you know anything about a fucking douche? And I was like, 
No. Well, he knows you didn't get the text message. No, I know. I don't know. I don't know. So then he like, then he's like, okay, well, I still have to find someone to cover her shift. And I was like, oh my God. No. And he still didn't fire her. No. It was so crazy. That's insane. He had weird teeth. He like didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. He didn't. (laughs) So he didn't. He didn't have the teeth that were like on either side (laughs) of your two front teeth, Mm -hmm. or the ones. Or the canines. Or the canines. So, okay, so it's no, like but they tooth. Pull, no, wait, wait, was he a vampire? Yeah, <laughs> so then it's they did some surgery where they pushed his molars oh, no. to the front so he had... <laughs> so there wasn't okay. a gap. There just no, was four front, teeth front tooth molars. Okay. There were front tooth molars. So it was like pushed right. So the, I mean, he, he just had help. less teeth he had fewer doing teeth. the work of a full set of teeth. Right, and okay. it, but they were all in the front. Okay. So it would look... I think I'd prefer that if I was. Yeah, or implants. Yeah. Caps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just something. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Um, Hey guys, you want to know something I noticed in this episode? What? So we had the kitchen confession scene where Mm -hmm. Buffy asks for the truth and she gets it from Angel and Mm -hmm. he tells her all the darkness in his heart and all the horrible, uh, horrible thing that he has done. And she's wearing this really pretty white sweater in that scene and she's just like begging him to tell the truth. He tells the truth. She's heartbroken. And the next day she shows up to school in a black sweater because she's gone from innocent. (sighs) She's tainted. Yeah. To grown. Oh, interesting. Good, good observation. Very nice. And then, yeah. I noticed about that scene. I never realized how many piercings Buffy has. She has yeah. like three in each ear. Yeah. I had no idea until just that one like shot where it's like looking down. She's looking up yeah. at Angel, and that was the only thing I could think. Of. I was like, oh my god! Like, oh, did Dustin do that for her? <laughs> <laughs> he says yes. Confirmation. But no, it's it. She also has her hair up in that scene. She doesn't mm. always have her hair up. Okay. Yeah, she has it in, like, a little twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many – what's typical for a high school vampire slayer? Is that a I lot? I think that's probably pretty normal. Yeah. I remember I, a lot In the 90s, of, yeah. too, that's when it sort of became a I feel thing. like cool people did that. Yeah. I wasn't. I one. didn't. No. Yeah, I had, like, just the one. And I had them, and then um, I played basketball, mm-hmm. and I thought that I could tape them. Like oh so like I never had six weeks in a row where I didn't have to play a basketball game right, for right. like four years, so um, I pierced them and had them grow out like a bunch of times. And then when I graduated high school and my basketball career was over, I was able to <laughs> do oh, it because I finally yeah I finally could have and now I just I rarely wear earrings. Me too. I very well. I yeah I rarely wear any kind of. Well, if you wear headphones, it becomes uncomfortable. She's right. Is that why you stopped as well, Dustin? Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. the headphone thing. Oh. Yeah. All these DJs without earrings. <laughs> oh, wow. Or you could get the, like, the this one. Yeah. You, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, you could. Oh, the yeah, little, it's little, a little one in the yeah. front. Yeah. I remember the first person I ever saw with that. It was, God, it must have been ninth grade or maybe even earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this girl who was dating one of my best friends from another school. Mm, like, mm. we're talking, you know, this is, like, royalty in uh-huh. junior high. Like, okay. No, yeah, if you go, people. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, like, outsourcing your boyfriend or girlfriend from another <laughs> school is, like, the thing to do. Um, 
and we would hang out like after school and stuff because I just tag along. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she got one of those and like I was absolutely floored. I was like, this is the greatest thing (laughs) that I have ever seen in my life. A new way to pierce an ear. You're the coolest. Yeah. That would be something, too, that you would, like... It was insane. I had no idea that this was out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I I grew up in a suburb. Everything was very, you know, it was cookie-cutter houses Mm -hmm. and, like, very Stepford-wise sort of situation. (laughs) And then, like, here's this girl from another school with a weird piercing. Like, wow! It was very cool. Oh, gosh. People, uh, my school was rife with piercings. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like SoCal led the way with piercings. I guess so. Yeah. I remember, like, most girls had, like, a belly button piercing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. A lot of girls did. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that was something I don't think came around to, like, later in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, college, I started seeing that. We were yeah. pretty um, conservative. Around my my parts. Yeah. Well, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what is there? Is there like a TV show we should talk about or something? <laughs> no more Pierce talk. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, again, we see h- how Spike really would do like anything for Drew. Like mm-hmm. he stops everything to a screeching halt because Buffy's like, hey, "I'm gonna like stake your yeah. girlfriend in the mm-hmm. heart," and um. Which is funny because a stake, unlike a knife or a gun, it's not an instant kill. Mm-hmm. So if she, because you, you can't just press a stake into someone's chest, you have to pull back and do it. So maybe Buffy can. Yeah, I think in, in the in Buffy's world, like it's pretty easy to stake someone. Like you never see like a good follow through. Like, no one carries a mallet to drive it oh home, God. you know? It's just, you kind of just poke them somewhere in the All chest, right. and they usually get dusted. Yeah. But she's, she has super strength. She's super strong. So I don't All know. right, guys. If we had Mythbusters, I would want to bust this myth. I don't think you like can what take... strength? I think you would need to, just to press it into a body. I think you would need to go like that. Oh. Because that's how she does it. She always has Right. It. Yeah, she always... I'm doing a lot of visual things there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's involving like torque and momentum. Yeah, I think you need a little more torque. Great. Um, we also have this scene, and this goes with that light and dark uh, motif that I was noticing. We have the scene where Ford confesses to Buffy, and he's standing in half shadow, mm-hmm. and she's in light and telling him why it's wrong and urging him to change his mind, um, and he's too far into the dark. To make yeah. any changes. And this was when my crying started. This oh. when he said, I really did miss you. Oh. And it was really sad because he is now past the point of no return of, of either being a good person or living a, good, a life. It's all behind him. Yeah. And Buffy can't save him now. He's he's too broken. Yeah. It was really sad. It is sad because he is like revealing this shred of humanity, like this thing that makes him a teenage boy. And it's like, but it's a sinking ship and too bad. Yeah. Um what kinda what kinda got to me is that they're standing up on that ledge just screaming at each other yeah. for a while and everyone else in the room is just below them going about their business. <laughs> even though they're screaming about his specific plans to murder yeah. everyone in the room. 
no one seems to give a fuck. No one's freaking out. Diego's like, we've got things to do. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to need a word to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Diego really drops the ball. Excuse me. He really drops the ball um, with that. Uh, information that Angel oh, yeah. and Xander and Willow showed up. Like, <laughs> I've got so much to do around here. You think I'm going to mention that? Like, yeah, it, it mention that. It is a second. Not. For sure, mention that three strangers <laughs> who said they knew you came in, got really pissed off, and then talked about mm-hmm. how you were all like fools and needed to be stopped <laughs> and then left. Especially when he was the one that was like, no non believers, they'll taint us yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. It's like, mm. Figure out your shit, Diego. He's, like, not consistent. What is Diego's priority in there? Just, like, looking cool? Wearing that cape. Yeah. I think he... I think he wants... He wants the... He wants the glamour. He wants, like, the... Yeah, the glory. I mean, He's a glory boy. I think if we're gonna figure out the pathology of it, we already know Chanterelle. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we know about Ford. I think, for Diego, I don't know that he's ever been in a club. Like, I don't know that anyone else has ever accepted him. Like... He seems that very hungry for, to to be part of this thing, and not like in a joiner way, but like to to be a founding member of something, to have some sort of power. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that no, cape true. is is such like, and he doesn't wear the cape with panache. The no, cape wears it just, him. It just hangs on him, and it like swallows him up. Yeah. He. So, I think in another. If he hadn't heard about vampires, he could have joined the crew of geeks at Sunnydale. Oh, we get yeah, to know better the, compu- the yeah. computer guys, the computer guys, or like with Jonathan. Oh, mm. like I right, feel right, like right, he's. Right, right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he could have been like a a Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm, not a Warren. He could have been like an Andrew. Yeah, or a fourth one named Martin. <laughs> I hope that he would stick with Diego. Yeah, I think he <laughs> and would. Still be like I'm like the vampire of the group. Guys. Yeah, no, he <laughs> would. Yeah, when they're all like, "Oh, my brother did this and like this," and he's like, "I'm the vampire." Yeah, like, you guys, I like tried to turn into a vampire. Remember? <laughs> uh, remember? Oh, I was like two years ago. <laughs> that would have uh, been a great, great callback. Oh, Just get Diego back around. Just for like one episode. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And he's like, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, in the with the Drew Spike stuff, with his treatment of her and his love of her and his willingness to give up killing the Slayer, really, mm-hmm. to save her, um, we also have that when she's upset about the dead bird, he tells the truth to her. Yeah. Like, which was a kind of an interesting moment. Um, he eventually, like, calms her down and offers to get her a new bird. But there is a frustration with him and her – he's frustrated with her childishness mm-hmm. that she doesn't want to see that it's a dead bird and it's not going to wake up and it's her fault that it's dead and all of those things. It sounded very much like a father talking to their child. Right. Well, he puts so much energy into, like, sort of protecting her and keeping her happy, which mm-hmm. he's absolutely willing to do. But it's this is a moment where you can see, like, what it's actually taking for yeah. him to do that because he's ruthless, you know. Mm-hmm. He usually will just kill and do whatever he wants and has no patience for anything living or dead. And then here's Drew, who he has to actually, like, work with and sort of, like, you know, and, yeah, it becomes too much for him at that point. 
Which is great. It's super real. Yeah. How complex is that? Of course, yeah. And I think, I mean, this episode was written and directed by Joss. And you can tell, like, all of the characters are on point having real moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, we see, I mean, you were mentioning, Colin, about how, like, it's hard for him to deal with Drew, but he so willingly saddles himself with this to give himself purpose and to give himself this feeling of being needed. And that's kind of a theme that's been prevalent throughout this episode, which is this feeling of belonging and family and, mm-hmm. um, and obligation. And he um, um, tells the truth to her because he's mad at her and kind of, in a sense, wants to hurt her, even if it's just for a moment, superficially, mm-hmm. to be like, you killed the fucking bird. Right. Um, and we can kind of see, like, how the truth can be used to hurt someone when, like, lies are used in a way to help um, protect someone. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I thought that was interesting. And we see, like, the bad guy using truth and everyone yeah. else is fucking lying. I kept writing in all caps, everyone is lying! Everyone's lying in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get to... I mean, we don't have to talk about it yet. If we have more oh, stuff, can I just say one more thing? And then, I mean, if you guys want to keep talking, whatever. Um, that, that's okay with you, Kelly. Are you going to leave allowed? after this? And then You'll I'm let out. us keep And then talking. I'm out. Um, <laughs> this better be oh, fucking good. Well, no. It's just, I was just saying, like, the, the only reason that Spike even follows through with turning um, this little turd. What's his name? Billy Fordham? Ford. The only reason that he that he goes through with... Future with, star of okay, <laughs> Roswell. He's so going to play Max um, Evans. So sorry. Um, but the only reason that he, like, goes through with it is because he knows... Like, he knows Buffy's going to kill him. Like, he knows Wait. that. I mean... Because he hates... I, he doesn't like Ford. Okay, I guess, but why even, why even do it? He, okay. Like, yeah, why does... That's a good question. Because he doesn't cause, have honor. Because I think... No, I think it's, like, perverse. Like, I think he's like, I'm going to make him think he's getting what he wants. And then he's the just going to get killed by guy. the Slayer, who he was going to turn over for me. Like, his friend is going to kill him. I guess that's a lot... To me, that seems like a lot of shit to just know in that moment after mm-hmm. you've been bested mm-hmm. and, like, your love has just been threatened and you're locked in this basement you don't know how to get out of. And then he's like, well, okay, this guy wants to be a vampire, <laughs> but I hate him. But I will make him a vampire because I have a feeling that Buffy's going to kill him right away. It just, you know what? It seems like a lot of stuff You know to who, whose style it is? It's a different vampire style to do that, I think. Uh, who's that? Master? No, it's a future vampire's mm-hmm. style. Oh. <laughs> word, mouth wording. Whereas, yeah. like, Spike's yeah. style is to be like, fuck you, yeah. you're going to die in a puddle on the floor, goodbye. Right, okay, right. but the show has not, as far as I remember, to this point, we don't know how a person becomes a vampire. Other oh, than one like, vampire does drink, it. Drink their shit. But we don't, water. I don't I think, think they, we, I think they talk about it, don't they? We've seen people alone with one vampire and then become a vampire, but we've never seen what the mechanics are. Okay. So is this just something that, like, we're supposed to assume from, like, general knowledge that we have culturally about vampires? Well, in this episode specifically, they talk about, they don't say what the process of turning someone is, but Buffy says, like, they're pretty specific about who they're going to turn. So we know that not everyone who's bitten and fed on becomes a vampire. Whether or not we know specifically, but they do yeah. talk about that in this episode. So it's just so I guess we have to believe that Spike was doing it intentionally. Yeah. So <laughs> unless like, <Whoops. laughs> so but it feels like we're. <laughs> um, but it feels so. Yeah, I guess we're torn between whether how to interpret it. Is it that Spike kept his word, which 
maybe. Why? Or that he had like a secret evil plan, like Kelly posits. Right. Like I feel like it's I an no interesting. Idea. I mean, I I don't know that we need an answer, but it's an no. interesting area of this episode. Yeah, it's not made explicit. And then Buffy doesn't kill Drusilla because of her sense of honor, right? Is that why? Wait, when? I was I, wondering I was like, that too. Why not, not just, just kill, stick her and yeah, then just slam do the it door? And then slam the door. I think she did it, or because she um, wants to know more. Subconsciously, it's because she wants to have like more static with Angel. Yeah, she's like, "This will be a good source of drama in the future." <laughs> Wait, and are I'm, we talking about Joss Whedon? Or are we talking about? I'm Buffy? talking about Buffy. Okay. I'm talking about the 17 year old high school girl <laughs> with the older boyfriend. She's like, "Yes, Don't we she, can have more fights about this." She also, I think, probably on some level pities Drew because she yeah. just found out last night that her boyfriend made this woman and turned a sweet young girl into this evil crazy person Mm -hmm. so i think she has a little bit of i think she would feel bad killing drew yeah maybe maybe. yeah i mean and also she hasn't seen exactly what drew can do Mm -hmm. yet um that's true she does seem i mean from everything buffy's seen she's not like a real menace right no i mean she's a menace in that she stands in the dark with Buffy's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um and we end with uh a scene with Giles and Buffy talking about life and evil. That and was where I actually got misty. Yeah, that was really good. When when Buffy just looks so tired mm-hmm. and like so I don't know, road weary already. And she's just like, lie to me. And he's mm-hmm. like, and he like looks at her like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> I get it, girl. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. Which is, and it's a really, I mean, it's a moving speech and it's by itself. Um, and it's cute that she calls him a liar after. Mm-hmm. All of that is sweet. But it's also such a good segue into the next episode. Yes. Because he's talking oh about my himself. God. Mm. She has no idea that her father figure is about to um, reveal things about it. Her, himself that change how she sees him forever but he's kind of saying he's kind of telling her mm-hmm. that things are not black and white yeah that it's not just good guys and bad guys and truth and honor versus like, yeah everything's not black and white like, yeah it was like, interesting though he said like we can always identify the bad guys by their pointy horns yeah, like, yeah. that is kind of a thing in your world yeah. <laughs> like, like at least 70 so percent yeah. of the bad guys have pointy horns Yes, it's true. Though, and this I think is completely not uh, intentionally textual, but later there is a pointy-horned thing that is Giles. (gasps) But, like, I don't think think they were planted up our head. (laughs) But... This future reveals all. (laughs) Oh, my God. What if you had some, I I expected you to have some, like, crazy, like, Illuminati style. Literally, in a future episode, Giles has horns. That's all. Don't worry about it. this way and you zoom in, like, 90%. (laughs) And you slow it down, play it backwards. (laughs) I've done all of that. It didn't reveal it. Okay. (laughs) It was wasted minutes. Just watch it regular. Just watch it regular. Um... So, yeah, let's move on to the dark age. So, I love Buffy doing calisthenics to that, to the soundtrack of Mass Effect. Oh, <laughs> I was like, huh, are we, like, in a cantina? <laughs> Space? <laughs> she was so cute. I liked it. She was cute. I think it's cute that she feels like she doesn't wear headphones. Maybe it's because we're earrings. 
<laughs> she, <laughs> she has way too many she earrings like, for that. She blasts that music. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, ultimately, we have to look at this and know that she's responsible for that guy's death. Right? That music was way too loud. He, oh, the, oh yeah. it's the direct could, correlation. They, He's pounding on the door, trying yeah. to be saved. We even hear the music kind of from outside mm-hmm. as he's like, "Please, yeah. Giles. It's like shot as this like funny little bit, yeah. like, "Oh, look, the music's too loud." But then he's strangled to death <laughs> yeah. because of it. Yeah, I mean, or if we want to go, is it Giles' fault for not being better at setting rules? I mean, the um, library has pretty clear rules yeah. about music already. <laughs> music. Just yeah. follow those. Yeah, just enforce the rules, Giles. <laughs> but no, that is pretty disturbing that she, because she, we see her dealing with uh, people possessed by that demon, and she can handle it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she probably could have killed Deirdre, or yeah. let Deirdre become goo. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right, because that's what happens if you if it's if there it's, too long, yeah, the I demonic guess it, energy liquefies the body. So yeah, they could have locked Deirdre in the little case, yeah, the little the cage, mm-hmm. the, the cage, cage, which is such a nice thing to have in that library. Yeah, <laughs> so is, I'm so glad they have what that. What is a what? Do have you ever been in a library that has a book cage? I've never Not seen that. Their, their library is very like posh, but <laughs> our we had a book depository space, like where the textbooks were. Mm-hmm. It was not in the library. It was another place yeah, that we had yeah, like we a lock. Ours was too. on the side, yeah. Yeah. It was like a so separate entrance. It's weird to have that inside the library and also to have it pretty much empty so mm-hmm. that demons and stuff can fit in it. Mm-hmm. Right. But um So is the justification that that's where like the textbooks and the books that you have to pay for go? I think and then so. Giles just fills it with like demon texts and axes. <laughs> oh <my> yes. God. <laughs> I know. He is putting a lot of trust that, like, no other administrators are coming in there. Because they'd be like, yeah. so, like, what's up with, um, just, like, your weapons? Of, like, a pretty big collection. Yeah. yeah. At the school, I'm just wondering. Yeah. We have a zero tolerance policy. <laughs> it's pre-9-11. He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, it's pre-9-11. Oh. We'll never go back to those times. Um, <laughs> when your librarian could just keep double-sided axes lying around. Yeah. Crossbows. Oh. <laughs> Um, that uh, custodian is pretty. Uh, I think he's an unsung hero of Sunnydale. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Yeah, to be the night custodian at Sunnydale High. Absolutely, and he keeps his cool. He's seen some shit. I imagine yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a librarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then. We have the the girls um, talking about what is that game they play? Um, Anywhere but here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. And then Xander has this. I had to look up who Amy Yip was. I, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. I didn't um, look at any pictures of her. I did. I just saw her description, and I was like, oh, I couldn't imagine yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, very busty. <laughs> I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> but at a water park. Water slide park. Water slide. <laughs> Which Xander drove me so nuts. Disgusting. Who says water slide no, park? It's never been fucking said. You know what? This is the same thing as when they did that thing where they were like the mean kids. And it's like bullies. bullies. <laughs> like just fucking say what. Like why are you pretending you live in this world where you have different words for things? Yeah. Also, we understand that a water park has, has slides. slides. I feel like maybe that was a note. They're like, mm, they're not going to get that like yeah. slides. Can you just add slides? But also that reference. And maybe it was fresh in the 90s. But, like, that – I mean, they could have said anyone from Baywatch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, it was a weird You know what I feel like it was? They wanted to do kind of like a, like, not not on the nose. They wanted to do, like, right under. Because they were trying to be. <laughs> right under the nose. Yeah. And, and I right guess. under on the nose. The upper lip Upper area. lip. <laughs> right on the mustache. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess it kind of makes sense because, yeah, so we see that Xander's like a weird fanboy. Yes. Who would be obsessed with an obscure. That's true. Celebrity that not everyone would know. Um, it's real obscure celebrity that not everyone yeah. would know. Yeah. Or maybe, here's the thing, maybe she was cusping in mm. the 90s, and she just didn't make it. I see. Like, maybe... We... They thought it was going to be a reference to end all oh references. Oh, my God. Right. Like, Amy Yip, can you believe it? Like, oh, man, they were so ahead of the times, because Amy Yip didn't explode until, like, 99. I know. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever played that game. I've never played it's that kind, game. There's kind of not much to that game. Because then you just say your piece, and then you're like, all right. And they also get, like, weirdly into fantasies. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I want to know specifically what kind of foot rub you like. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. The I'm ZD. Just... <laughs> that was a good detail. <laughs> that was... Uh... <laughs> I was, like, when you said that, I immediately thought, like, a ZD foot rub, and I got, like, yeah, just really grossed out. Somebody's into it. <laughs> No, someone is so into that. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> like pushing the cheese between the Yeah, toes. yeah. No, like oh. getting like the like <laughs> the round noodles oh, like oh. over the toe. <laughs> <laughs> you get a noodle on each toe. <laughs> <laughs> like wiggle them and then just <laughs> I mean your toes look so long and noodly. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> You're going to get so many emails <laughs> about the inaccuracy yeah. of a ZD foot rub. Like, like, that is not what we're we into. We would never put them on the toes. <laughs> they go in between yeah, the in toes between. like you're painting your yeah. nails. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we even just accidentally got, like, a whole new fan made. <laughs> <laughs> if we put ZD foot rub in the show description. Hashtag Ooh. ZD foot rub. <laughs> oh, God. Um, can we talk about the, like, funky demon worship and those little, like, <laughs> the transitions, like, like, the round John Lennon sunglasses and a lava lamp yeah. behind him. Like, I like demons yeah. and stuff. I know. It's going be, like, thing. incense pepper. Yeah, someone is smoking, someone is smoking hash in the background. Absolutely. Oh, um, that's, like, the, so, I mean, that's the late 70s version of... The vampire kids from the last episode. Yeah. But way Except, Well, I mean, we see it that way and the, because it's had 30 years to ferment. So come 2025, <laughs> like, industrial okay. rave goth kids <laughs> might be, like, the flower children, how we romanticize that. I mean, and they... Whoa. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. You don't know, right? <laughs> Listen, they were dabbling with forces they couldn't handle, just like... Those vampire kids. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a heroin metaphor, right? Oh, fuck. Like, it was... Yeah. It was drug... Or, yeah. or, or like, dropping acid or whatever. High, yeah. Like it was, oh, yeah, when he was like, it was such an incredible high. Mm-hmm. Well, and when he says that to Buffy, and I'm like, I don't think Buffy's been high at all yeah. in her life. So, I, this is a yeah. weird... She has no context for what you're saying. Right. Oh, and he's like, one of us would go into a deep sleep. And I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is I the mean, first time oh. I think we see a nightmare um, in a sleeping nightmare for someone who isn't Buffy. 
Yeah, actually, I kind of forgot that Giles is the one that has that nightmare. And I kept imagining, like, Buffy to be like, ah, ah, like what do I do yeah, with this? Yeah. What, what, this is so weird. Um, I did think it was really funny how high Giles rolls up his sleeves to watch his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like, gonna splash on them. <laughs> Take your shirt off, Giles. It's like, he's like, I gotta keep rolling. Like, all the way, like, past the bicep. I was yeah. like, you don't need to do that. What are you, are you washing your arms? Like, what's happening? I wonder if the show had shown his entire forearm already. Yeah, his, well, that's the uh, thing. his sleeves are already rolled yeah. up. There are times when he is a little bit must, and he has his sleeves <laughs> rolled up. At least I remember seeing them. Yeah, and um, there, you know, so they were probably like, okay, it has to be higher, because otherwise we would have seen that. Right, that and attack. it's a simple thing where they're just like, like I imagine on the day, like, okay, we'll just keep rolling the sleeves, yeah. keep rolling it, keep rolling yeah. it. But yeah, the easier solution is have him take off his yeah. shirt. Because Wait, be shirtless? No, he could be well, wearing be a little wearing like undershirt. t-shirt or yeah. like a tank top underneath. But that's the thing. I don't. It would be weird to see him in a t-shirt or a tank top. It'd be weird to see him with a demonic tattoo. <laughs> yeah. This is an episode where we yeah. sort of look yeah. behind and see that. I don't know. It Ugh. drove me absolutely crazy because <laughs> that rolling. I was like, stop, stop, You're too much. <laughs> we get it. Like. Like, uh, when he was rolling it, like, to about mid-form, I was like, you've got it. And then it just kept <laughs> happening. <laughs> Couldn't bear to wet those sleeves. Oh, so, okay. This is just something I noticed about this episode. So, mm-hmm. what is... So, you know the morgue worker that's, like, looking at <laughs> yeah. all the, What is his checklist? It's just like... That body's still, still there. there. So, I was like, is he just checking off, like, still there? Still there? Because he's like, all right. Mm-hmm. I put the same thing. It has to just be a Sunnydale thing because yeah. bodies... The bodies are going all the over bodies the bodies are running around town. Yeah. Okay, but... Wait. <laughs> Don't you think part of someone's job at the morgue is to double check that everyone filled out their paperwork for when they took the bodies? So you'd be like, okay, how many bodies do I have here? Count um, them. Yeah. And then you see how many bodies am I supposed to have and make sure those numbers match. And I guess, like, just to make sure that the – got to keep those drawers full. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to make and see. Wait, and do we have like, space in the drawer? Where? Yeah. What drawers are empty? Um, I mean, you, you should have a little card on the outside right. with, like, a photograph of the body. Whoa. Like, the face? You could do a name instead. <laughs> a name is probably <laughs> got a photograph of his body. I was thinking of photos like a memento mori picture. Yeah. That's how I have. Why my not just shoes. a glass window? <laughs> you could just look in and. No, that's an idea. Yeah, kind of cool glass window. Well, okay, and... except they would be from the foot. <laughs> well, you turn them the other way in this situation, you so you see their bald spot. You, you break their necks and have their faces. <laughs> okay, what if you just wrote their names? Fine. Yeah, okay, we'll just, just write their names. I was in a morgue once. Oh my god, um, was it for? No, it wasn't like the TV. Like okay, uh, like you need to identify this body. It wasn't no, no, no. Oh. I mean, for was it for like Hammer Mad? Um. Well, Oh, no, 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 okay. no. It was, uh, I, I was... Sorry, I think I just kind of asked if you've ever gotten a DUI. Yeah. <laughs> like, First you asked if anyone he loved had died in a violent way with no identification. And then second... You like, were... but were you the one that killed them with your car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, it was it was super innocent. I, uh, I was filming a thing, mm-hmm. and we were using the morgue as a location. But I was so disappointed because there was the only morgue in town, and uh, 
it, it wasn't like the drawers. I wanted wow. the drawers so bad. It was just a big walk-in freezer with like shelves, <gasps> which was also super. Were they super, in bags? Yeah. Okay. Super oh. creepy, That's but really um, yeah, it didn't like translate yeah. on camera. The you need better. the drawers. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that the more guy survives. Oh yeah, that he just kind of has to chill. It's cold, but he just has to chill in there until his yeah. the next shift starts. That's true. He because someone's just, always yeah. checking. Yeah, someone's gonna check. Someone's gonna, gonna open check. it. Well, I was thinking that he would wait till he didn't hear the zombie anymore, and then he'd wait like an hour, and the next time he heard a noise, he would make noise. Right? That's what you would do. I mean, like kick it a little. Yeah, you would like be like ah, but you wouldn't do that while the guy was still there because you don't remind no. him he didn't kill you. Right, mm. right, 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 right. But then, yeah, he probably just got like a scratchy throat. From being in the cold. Yeah, Yeah, and a little like uh, trauma. Yeah, like scared. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what like PTSD is? Yeah, that's being scared. scared. (laughs) Um, We, guys, in this episode, there's so much cute Giles and Jenny. Yeah, Yeah. there is a lot. I mean, there's also sad stuff for them, but. And there's also stubbly Giles, which I was appreciative of. I knew that you guys were going to be all over, like, drunk, distraught Giles. Yeah, I mean, I was 110% on board. I was like, <laughs> let's have you be more upset about things. Because he, um, like, answers the door, and I was like, oh, hello. I thought they were, honestly, their little kiss outside the school <gasps> Oh, that was so when sweet. The, the, fu- the bell rings, and you're like, you think oh, no, they're, they're, you think they're going to kiss, but then they do because they're cute. They yeah, like they're each really other. cute. I really liked that. Though... They talked, they mentioned dog ear pages. How do you guys feel about dog earring pages? I do it, but I don't, I wouldn't do it for a first edition, mm-hmm. but I do dog ear Would books. you do it to a book someone lent you? No. Are you a dog earer? I am not a dog earer, but I am uh, a very, uh, very good at never returning books that are loaned to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have several books that are in great condition. They're yes, because I also never finished reading them. So like, so you don't you don't like minorly damage the book. You can no, just squirrel them I away just, in your hole. I put it in a drawer and then I keep it forever. <laughs> and then I'll occasionally look at it and be like, I need to get Ender's Game back to Megan or she'll kill me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, no. But then it goes in a drawer. So even if she came over hang out yeah she couldn't find it so that one specifically i um i'm sure she won't listen to this Um, whoa (laughs) shots fired um we're going to add her on twitter (laughs) like girl she's very uh well i guess she has some social media i don't know she she seems like a more uh serious person like ender's game is yes not like this buffy stuff is not for her. Um, <laughs> Ender's Game, the most serious of all serious books. Well, honestly, I don't know because I'm only like 75 <laughs> pages into it. So. Um, it's hard sci-fi for children. Okay. So, like, I don't think it's serious. If an adult is like Ender's Game, I just read it. It's the most serious book I've ever read. Okay. I feel like, that's weird. But if you're if you're 12 and that's what you're into. And it's not campy. It's not. I, I remember like being changed after having read it in like six. I don't grade. remember any humor. No, but like books like that don't have humor. It's like the same thing as like the Wrinkle in Time has humor. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you read a few pages, <laughs> hit it in a drawer, yeah. and she's never gonna see it again. She's never gonna see it again. Well, I, I feel like I can't return it until it's finished because she's gonna want to talk about it. like, oh, you've had. My Ender's Game for three and a half years. What do oh, you geez. think? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I I still have books that people loan me in high school. Is it because you don't like to be told what to read, so you want to read other things, or are you? What's just, what's up? I don't really read. 
So when people give you these books, you don't tell them I don't read. You're just like, yeah, that's great. Well, I'm looking so, for. I have don't have anything in my to read pile. Well, now I have a great book <laughs> oh my on my to read oh pile. If you read that before Ender's Game, Megan I'm, has every right to be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how's Ender's Game? You're like, listen, I actually read a novelization of the first three seasons of Buffy from Xander's perspective. <laughs> And instead of returning Ender's Game, I'd like you to have yeah, this. I, I want you to just take a gander at this. <laughs> no, I feel like when you lend someone a book, there's, depending on the per- who you're t- dealing with, but I feel like there's an understanding you might not get that book back. Yeah. Like, I've I've lent people the book Good Omens so many times. Oh, I like, love that book. I've bought that book seven times. It's so cheap if you get the mass yeah. market. Yeah, and I don't mind buying it again for myself. But, like, I think if you lend someone a book, there's, you know... There's a chance you may never see it again. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's also the, like, heavy expectation that that person's going to read that book because you mm-hmm. want to talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colin. I know. <laughs> I, the, okay, so this will give you a timeline. I was given that book so I could read it before the movie was released. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago. All right. Um. But yeah, I'm an I dog ear my own books. I wouldn't do it to someone else's books. I mm. also like underlining and making notes in them because I like when I because I'm a rereader. Me so too. I like being able to see what me from five years ago thought. Sometimes oh, I'm like, fun. oh, you fool. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like I'll have underlined something and I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Five years ago, Ryan, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. A lot can change in five years. Uh-huh. Um Oh, so the only students that are behind in computers are Xander and Cordelia. <laughs> she doesn't even have Xander confirmed. No, she's just like, um, you're coming. Um, yeah, it's funny. But it's, all, it's also like... It's believable that it's those believable. two it's just, are behind. Because couldn't, theoretically, Willow just tutor them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jenny Calendar, don't give up your Saturday. She yeah. makes it seem like a whole... Mm-hmm. Like production, like, oh, I've got this teacher assistant yeah. for extra credit, and we're coming in on a Saturday. I got the key. <laughs> I can, <laughs> like, get us in on Saturday. And yeah, it's literally just Cordelia uh-huh. until she sarcastically ropes in Xander that at that funny. moment. Yeah, it was great. Um, but, but it was a good way to, honestly, I was just happy that they had a reason for the entire school to be empty so they could run around and do crazy yeah. shit mm-hmm. instead of normally when they just, like, are somehow avoiding yeah. everyone. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Everyone's on the football field. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we discover that, like, all of the people that Giles used to run with when he was Ripper mm-hmm. um, are being killed off. Um, and it's just him and Ethan left. Yeah, and he has that list where he put his own name on the bottom of the list. Full name. Not <laughs> Rupa he, he, he would have been so funny if he just wrote me. <laughs> and then like a little face. <laughs> or like wrote Rupert Ripper. <laughs> Parenthetical yeah. me. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so um, I I love Ethan Rain. Um, I love that he's, like, so easily dispatched by Buffy mm-hmm. a lot of the time, but then somehow he, like, does – he's either, like, so entrenched in some, like, crazy scheme that he's yeah. doing or, like, uses his, like, slimy ways to one-up her and, like, you know, he'll, like, gain her trust, like, in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And forcibly tattoo her. <laughs> <laughs> On her upper back. Yeah. Uh. 
Yeah, I didn't understand why he didn't just do it in the same place everyone else yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be harder to hold. It was because he had her on her belly, like almost hogtied. Right, because otherwise she'd like do this, maybe. <laughs> um, sorry, what? I move her arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, her head was not down. She could move her yeah, neck and yeah, fuck yeah, that tattoo yeah, up really could've. easily. Also, um, he like removed his own tattoo with like acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he used. Yeah. Buffy could have used that. She was complaining about spending her allowance on that. Okay. <laughs> she could have fucked it. up way yeah. to remove a tattoo. He, like, just pours yeah. lie on his arm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that was him, like, esta- reestablishing badass credentials. Yeah. Because he poured acid on himself. God, what a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's so awesome. cool. He's <laughs> the best. purple button-down shirt. So billowy <laughs> and tucked in to his tight pants. It's a look. He looks like an ice skater. He does. <laughs> he, like a figure skater. he totally looks like oh my god he's an ice skater um just a small note so my yeah. uh boyfriend is really into skateboarding and i i've been dating this guy for like almost five years okay and i would talk to my mom i would be like oh ross is going skating today ross and mm-hmm. up until like a year ago she thought he was a figure skater because <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yeah like um i was thinking i was gonna get ross a skateboard and she was like huh and i was like because he skates and she's like oh thing. I thought he was just an ice skater. So, like, all these times where he's just going to go skating, he's, like, going to go hit up the local rink. Oh, mom. That's so sweet that that's what she's picturing. That's a classic mom misunderstanding. It's like she's on a cloud and you're on a bridge. (laughs) Can't communicate through space. Um, Yeah, that is really sweet. Um, Cordy had some like choice moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the um, cops. Love, with the yeah. cops. She's like, I can take a hint. What's, What's the hint? <laughs> I wrote down that she says oh at one point in a really funny way, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> she's, just, she's just like, oh, but I can't remember why she says it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I did like how eager, eagerly she wants – like, she's, like, outwardly being eager about mm-hmm. wanting to join them now. She's like, what's the job for me? Yeah. Right. So I did like that. And she's like, what? I care about Giles. I know. Like, uh. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think she does. I mean, yeah, this is this goes back to what we talked about last time. Um, just she – like, what, she so badly wants these guys to recognize yeah. that they're all friends now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's – the dynamic is completely switched. Yes. Like, Buffy and Willow Xander are completely the bullies at this point. Yeah. And Cordelia yeah. is just wondering why all her friends aren't talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> it's painful. She's like, wait, you guys realize that we're all best friends now. And they're like, no, uh-uh. I know. But it's hard because she does things like defend Marie Antoinette. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? I was going to say, I think... I, okay, I don't defend Marie Antoinette in the way that Cordelia does, but I do see Marie Antoinette as a very tragic figure, mm-hmm. I think. Like, yes, she, like, was so out of touch with her people that she, like, was like, oh, like, I don't know what poverty is. Like, right. let me make my Hamlet. And then, like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, she, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, like, defending her. Um, but she, like, is a person that, like, was brought into this, like, into this marriage and, like, really had no reason ever to understand the plight of the common person mm-hmm. because of the way that the, like, royalty system was structured. Right. Um, and, I mean, she I guess she could have actually, like, given people money and food. It's hard. I think that that's part of the problem. But she got with, beheaded. Yeah, it's part of the problem with privilege, right, is, is it uh, breeds a lack of empathy. 
Yeah. So I mean, she might have that. What's that Which thing? I think is part of Cordelia's problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she has a ton of empathy. So she says things that are mean as hell that she doesn't even recognize as mean. She thinks she's just saying the true thing. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't have the understanding of other people's feelings. Yeah. Which is hard to be friends with, I think. Of course, yeah. That doesn't mean everyone should be mean to her. They should let her in the crew. I mean, especially because she's so eager to join. But, you know, just because someone wants to be friends with you doesn't mean you should be. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's someone very specific in mind. There is. There is. Ryan knows. There is. You know, I, I can't know. even imagine. I'm friends with all people, and I think all people. No, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. So we've kind of jumped around in terms of plot, Sorry. but no, it's cool. But I, when uh, Jenny Calendar is unconscious, the demon goo gets on her, mm. and so the demon takes over her body. Yeah. And in the first time when we see her demon face, it looks like she got a nose job. Did yeah, you notice it that? It yeah. looks like she had the like the Jennifer Grey special. Like yeah. her bridge is built up. Like yeah. it was like, oh, that's what Jenny Calendar would look like if she got the yeah. uh, the typical Hollywood nose job. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And her head just looked a lot bigger. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's got all those prosthetics. Yeah, the prosthetics. There. I'm not saying she looked better. She's a very skinny. It just woman, so. very much was like, oh, that's what Yeah. Yeah. That's what her face would look like with a nose job. I mean, listen, I think she looks better with her regular nose. As opposed to the demon nose. As opposed to the demon nose. <laughs> yeah. I, I think she looks better. Yeah. Well, um, good for you for trying something out, but yeah. I yeah. like you better without the demon position. Oh, what a way to try out plastic surgery, though. I would get it. That's why a demon. Okay, not the demon part. The real life part where you get like a makeup artist to do it. I would try out stuff. Whoa, wait. There's a real life version? I don't know. We oh. saw this episode. <laughs> When you said where you get a makeup artist to do stuff, I was like, wait, do they like do really interesting Maybe. contouring to make you they look like probably? You? Oh, interesting. You could. I, I think that would be fun. That would be like fun. you ever watch Face Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if it was just like <laughs> Ryan post plastic surgery was the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, Giles has been very hesitant to let Buffy in on his life in the past mm-hmm. and he's really shutting her out. Um, which, like, I understand why he did that, but I mm-hmm. still didn't like how much he was shutting her out. Right. Well, when Buffy comes in contact with Ethan Rain for the first time in this episode, so he's already been a villain and, mm-hmm. you know, has done some nefarious stuff, but Giles just handles it and doesn't tell Buffy about Ethan Rain, mm-hmm. keeps her completely isolated from him. So that was something I totally forgot about. But then when she, like, catches him in the stacks, Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I know you. I remember you. I'm like, oh, my God, Giles totally hid that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't even realize that at first. But, yeah. Yeah, because she just thought he had, like, of his own accord, skipped town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we also see, like, the back stacks of the library, which we've never seen before. And Ethan Rain tries to crush Buffy with a a bookcase. (laughs) I don't think he really understands how Slayers work. No. He's, he's a goofy little villain, isn't he? He is. He's such a squirrely little guy. Yeah. Like, he's just always doing his little schemes and shit. Yeah. Looking out for number one. Yeah, he is looking out for number one. <laughs> he just so always is. Yeah, he's the best. He's, like, the best, like, little bad. Because he yeah. can do, like, he could do some damage if, like, left unattended, mm-hmm. but is so easily thwarted yeah. every yeah. single time. He's like, aw. Yeah. It's pretty fun. 
Oh, I like <laughs> the line that made me laugh was when Jenny Calendar is like taken over by the demon and she's like trying to seduce Giles and she's insulting him in her demon voice and she's like, you're like a woman. You always cry at funerals. I was like, oh, classic woman thing to do. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he's just human. <laughs> I do feel like you're crying at funerals is not like crying at weddings or yeah. crying. Crying like, at funerals is a very... Crying at teen, uh, Kleenex commercials. Yeah. Like there's things that like you could actually say are unreasonable but like at a funeral, someone's dead, yeah, no. and they're never yeah. coming back, and you're never gonna like see them again, or touch them again, or smile, see their yeah. smile. Like, well, there's reasons this... to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to this murderous demon, that That's seems weak. like a thing of weakness. Because I think he's referring to the funerals that the demon is directly responsible for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you always cry at the funerals of your friends. <laughs> yeah. you, remember you, you remember how you murdered your one friend? <laughs> you were real sad about it. <laughs> and we also get kind of a heightening of the Xander Cordy <gasps> bitching at each other but are totally going to make out any second mm-hmm. Yeah, when he, they're like in each other's arms. Do you remember that part? <laughs> when, when <laughs> You mean do I have a device screensaver? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, um, when the water demon is in the, um, is in the cage mm-hmm. and, um, he like bursts out and like bonks Jenny on the head. First of all, I laughed so hard. <laughs> she just, she just it's like such a bonk like she was like bonk and then she just like ah like falls down <laughs> i was like who was that <laughs> i didn't even notice it was her but then um it cuts to like oh he xander, grabs her to protect xander her yeah is holding yeah. her in his mm-hmm. arms and she's got her hands like kind of on him and i was yeah. like Mm-mm-mm-mm. well and then later when they're literally like snap like being mm-hmm. i guess it's supposed to be charming banter but whatever when they're Bitching at each other. Yeah, arguing. Thank yeah. you. They're like doing the like getting closer together yeah. thing. Yeah. And then Willow's like, stop this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for y'all. Stop moonlighting, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. There's a demon on the loose. Um, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, again, like, I guess it's just to reiterate, like, you see more Cordelia like trying to help, and she's obviously. She's so far behind the rest of the yeah. gang in her research mm-hmm. um, abilities. Yeah. Right. But, you know, she's just there trying her best. She is. Oh, I do have a question. So, you know how they're like, she's like, cut off its head. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you idiot. And they move on and they choose the angel plan, or at least Willow yeah. does. And I think that was an ingenious plan on Willow's part. However, I was like, why don't they just get a corpse? Right? Mm-hmm. Cut off that head. Right. Put it right near... Miss Calendar, start beating the shit out of Miss Calendar, bloop into this corpse, chop off the corpse's head, done. Like you've defaced a dead body, but well, whatever. I mean, you. It's. I mean. Because they, sure. didn't, they didn't know the angel thing would work. They didn't know the angel thing would work, but once. If the bot. If it moves into another dead body. Mine too. It's still a strong. His stomach is loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absurdly loud. Do you, do you need to no, do mine's go been, take Mine's care been of doing that too. And so I was like, was that me? I was, like, I, I was like, I don't think I have a Fig Newton or anything in my bag. Oh my God, a Fig Newton. <laughs> I'll be all right. Okay. That one That one was a little absurd. I apologize, but. It's okay. I really yeah. hope I'll just hear nothing on the, the podcast bong. and it just sounds yeah. like. <laughs> or, oh, put in a drop. Yeah. You're gonna, oh, no. you're gonna augment. You can hear him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, especially. Mine? 
<laughs> um, so if you put the demon in a dead body, it's still, you're not really, I mean, you're saving Jenny, but you still have a demon to fight. A demon that's killed a bunch of people. No, but you could stand, so what they could do is like, place like, the body, right? Uh-huh. And then stand there with like a an axe. I really <laughs> this thought this is, was yeah, this is... I was actually thinking a shovel. Okay, so I was thinking a shovel and then so the body is like right there. You just like kind of punch the demon until it falls down next to <laughs> both of our stomachs are so loud. <laughs> and they're fighting. Mine wants to defeat, <laughs> defeat yours. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Do you want some water? Maybe if you fill your stomach up with a lot of water, it won't do it. <laughs> oh my god, you can have the smallest water. <laughs> my baby water out. <laughs> oh my god okay i'm just gonna drink a lot of water and yeah hope I, this is falling apart at the seams um, currently uh, <laughs> you guys are so close we're almost, we're almost done we're so close oh. okay. okay so i think that's a great idea kelly that's how they should have done it I'm yeah saying, well no saying... then with the body if you kill the body of that demon does it move again or does well this that... is what i'm wondering yeah because when they're like okay you kill a demon by chopping off its head right mm-hmm. Does that mean that the water thing is dead? I don't think so because Giles said that you have to. I think it bloops again. And then it's just there. Yeah. Where does it go? Yeah. What happens if you all just get away from it? Mm -hmm. There's no unconscious bodies. Wait until something falls asleep. I think (laughs) it would have blooped. I think what it theoretically it would have not really killed the demon, right? Because because you're you're killing the host. Would it be like that movie, um, Frailty? Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Is which one is that? That's one? Uh, the demon like Dennis Quaid and um, Denzel Washington. Oh no, that's Fallen. Oh, Fallen. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Fallen. Where the demon like pops in there. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> that's how you know who has it if they sing that song. Yeah. yeah, it could be like that. It could be like that. So, so it just waits until it's a better squ- a squirrel, for the like, falls demon asleep. inside Angel to murder the other demon. Oh yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. It's an idea. <laughs> See, that's why I think the corpse thing is better. I'm just kind of glad that this demon is dead and not going to keep haunting poor Giles. Yes, poor Giles. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that um, at the end of this, Giles was like, okay, I'm going to like open up to Buffy. And Buffy was super mature about it mm-hmm. and was like, I don't know. I felt like that was above her years to react in that way. Yeah. Because like, as, me as a teenager, I would not have – I would have been like, well, you're supposed to be perfect. Like you're the like parent figure or whatever. Um, but I think she's seen a lot of things. And last week, she her is. fifth grade crush tried to murder her. That's true. She's and then so... she had to murder him. So mm-hmm. I think she, like, maybe, not to demean your high school experiences. No, but I think please, she's seen more shit. She has. Like, so I think she has grown up. Because yeah. it is a grown up thing when, you, when she says to him, so I'm so used to you being the grown up, and then I find out you're a person. Yeah. Like, that's something that I think take, at least for me, it took me a lot longer than 17 to no, see my No, I that probably way. didn't do that until I was like 25 or 26 I probably didn't like come around to that thought yeah in my family there was like this one day where everyone's secrets came out <gasps> and Holy I was shit, yeah. really? and I was like I was 19 and it was like just like all, everything on the table 
Mm-hmm. And then it was I was in college, so like everything on the table, and then I went away to college for a semester. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I got back, I was like, oh, yeah, I understand we're all humans. <laughs> but <laughs> oh it was God. like, oh, no. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. What spurred that? Was it Thanksgiving? No. Or- <laughs> <laughs> that would be true. Um, it was, well, it started with my dad, and he, like, sat me down with the intention of, like, we're going to talk stuff through. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but I can't tell all my secrets without your mom's secrets. So then my mom's secrets had to come out. Holy and shit. Then, Wait, so was your dad revealing your mom's secrets on no, her behalf? No, he was sort of. And then I called her and I was like, I heard these things. And she's like, yup. And then, <gasps> yeah. And then I had, and then my brother was silently, this is old school phones, silently he- listening. So like I called him and I was like, dad told me all this shit about him. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, guess what? He also told me some shit about you. I don't know if it's true. Blah, blah, blah. And then my brother was qu- silently listening in. I didn't know this at the time. Was listening to the whole thing. <gasps> so like wow. all of all of my parents, like what things that they didn't owe me as a child. Yeah. But like the, all of the shit like pfft, on the table in one day for all four of us. <laughs> Holy <laughs> It was just like, shit. bam. That's but yeah, crazy. I, at 19... Like I said, I went back to college and then came back and I was fine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. We're all you were fine. Your family was in shambles. <laughs> but you were great. I think it took my brother longer. But Wait, it is, is he younger? He's three years younger. Okay. So like, but it is like a thing because you do have to rec- – your parents are humans and they have interior lives that you mm. were not privy to and lives existed before you. Yeah, totally. So like it's just – I think it's something you have to learn. Not everyone has to do it in a day. No, right. not one day. <laughs> we call it the day of revelations. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Do you guys hold like a like a candlelit vigil every year on that day? <laughs> I think probably at least once a year, each of us probably reflects upon that day. <laughs> it's like it's just silently to yourself, uh-huh. like quiet. Interesting. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, also okay. What Buffy just got a tattoo on her back? Yeah, a pretty big tattoo yeah. in the center of her upper back. And the next day to school, she wears a very strappy tank top yeah. and a tiny little scarf. <laughs> yeah. And then you see reverse shots of her. You can't see I didn't the tattoo. See it. I didn't see it. Like, she could just put a bandage over it. Yeah. She could, yeah. Was- I mean, to me, that seemed like a weird play. Like, I get that. Oh, yeah, the tattoo was like a homing device for the demon. Yeah. And, like, I understand it. But why go through with it? If it's not going to have any effect on, like, the rest of the show and you're yeah. just going to wish it away with a line of dialogue and a little scarf, like, why not just have Buffy have a demon tattoo for the rest of the series? Wouldn't that be fucking weird? It would be awesome. Yeah, like, and something then, that somehow connects her to... And Giles, yeah. yeah. if they had the same tattoo, I mean, that's kind of a cool thing. It's like that a dark cool. mark thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I it's like their it. horcrux. Yeah. And I think she does love a strappy tank. So yeah. that placement of the tattoo is not best for the situation. But she mm-hmm. could have tramp so like stamped fashion, it, fashion or wise. she could have done like a side rib thing that people. Oh, do. interesting. I mean, I don't think that's what Ethan was thinking about. Ethan was like, "Where do you want?" <laughs> no, it? Yeah, okay. like, He's like, would you prefer the tramp stamp? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's ways that she could have had that. To, I, okay, maybe I didn't say what I was thinking. For. It would have been a pain for Buffy to show, to have to draw that tattoo on her all the time. Mm-hmm, but if right. they put it in a place that's normally under a shirt, like on her ribs or mm-hmm. on her lower back, then they would only have to show the tattoo sometimes and only have to paint it on her sometimes. Right. Or are you saying Sarah Michelle Gellar should have gotten a tattoo? No, I, also I mean, like that's, that. pretty, that's pretty rad. Yeah. How many people do you think went out and got that tattoo oh, God. that week in 1998? 
probably seven. Yeah. Worldwide, <laughs> seven people got that tattoo. Seven people. Do they get it right here? And then when they wash their hands, they roll their shirts up really yeah. I think the guys do, and I think the ladies it get it. This is the spot the for a lady. Yeah, yeah. The back shoulder. I knew a guy um, in high school. It was my friend's older brother who had, uh, you know, I forget what they're called, but like the familiars in the Blade series where they have okay. those like hieroglyphics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one of those tattoos and was like showing it off to us <laughs> in the basement. And we were like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> we were like 14 and thought it was sick. He was like 24 oh. and should have known better. Yeah. I think. Oh, man. The rest of his life. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool. Now I'm going to feel bad because he's probably going to hear this. <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool. We think it's cool. I, think, <laughs> I feel like there was probably some dark days in the past 20 years where it was like, this wasn't cool. But I think yeah. now people are accepting of such things. Yeah, that's nerds true. Nerds rule. Nerds yeah, nerds rule. do rule. So maybe. It's the computer age. Mm-hmm. If you're the, not the age in. of the uh, the age of the digital pagan, what, was, no, what is Jenny Calendar? Um, uh, Techno pagan. Techno pagan. Yeah. Oh, and she is drained at the end of this episode. She is yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I, we gotta call this quits, man. At least for now. And he's sad about it, but he he'll move on, and then he'll marry. On? Yeah, what? and then he'll marry someone else in season three. <laughs> I'm just lying. <laughs> I'm just making things up. <laughs> like, really got... I was like, no, he will not yeah, move I know, on. No, your face was one of betrayal. <laughs> I felt like Ethan Rain. <laughs> I, I am a monster. Um, uh, also, I feel like this was the most... Ex- and I know I'm jumping way back to the first 10 minutes of episodes, but I feel like the um, Giles uh, calendar date night conversation was kind of the most explicit sexual conversation we've had mm-hmm. on the show yeah. thus far. Maybe. Wait, the one where she's like, I think I'd like to stay in. Stay in and see if you can make me squirm or if I can make oh, you squirm. He's, he's, or yeah. he's, he's squirm. like, oh, you find my squirming comely or something like lame like that. <laughs> she's like, do I? Okay, <laughs> she's not for a dresser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is very like overt. Yeah, which is, I mean, they're adults. Mm-hmm. They should. Mm-hmm. got to yeah. tone it down a little bit. They, they use some pretty wild innuendo but you know wild wild (laughs) but i feel like it's yeah i mean they're making a sex date yeah Yeah. no totally giles is finally gonna uh lose it which is gonna be great (laughs) finally gonna swipe that v card i mean about the beetle coming or the bug woman yeah the bug woman (laughs) also like yeah when when the demon was like um Oh, classic Giles. Like, oh, it won't be proper. Oh, someone will get hurt. I was like, wait, hold up. Is he, is he on his V card? Like, what's No, I on? think that they were having orgies, and I think she, he's had sex with that demon in Deirdre's body. Oh, my God. Uh, and maybe even in Ethan's body, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. That's my take on the episode. Okay, I get it. And then he's like, hey, this isn't... Yeah, G- I can see Giles like, oh, maybe like not so much with the orgies and the demon like. And the demon's like coward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good. It's impression. just flesh, Giles. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, <sighs> well, um, do we have any final thoughts about these episodes? I think it's great um, that Buffy and Giles are like. Real, I think Giles always knew how similar and intertwined their fates were. 
Um, it's cool that Buffy gets to see that finally because, you know, they're both kind of doomed because of this, like, career path they're on or destiny, what have you. Um, they're going to push away everyone in their life, always. And so it's kind of cool, like, because Buffy's, you know, she's the slayer that has, like, friends and a posse and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, you know, her watcher's really all she has. And she kind of underappreciates it sometimes until now. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I um, I think that Buffy still will continue to feel alone at times. But I think she knows that someone else is also alone mm-hmm. next to her. You know, and like understands that her struggle that she has. And while he'll never know what it's like to be a slayer, um, he does he does understand the amount of pressure that she has on her, I think more intimately than other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas her friends can just be like, oh, that really sucks, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's like, no, I know because it's preordained and I've studied it my whole life and also I'm alone. And so it's, uh, I'm, and I'm also excited that Ethan Rain got away. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Buffy is growing up. Yeah. And that's happening through these uh, episodes. And we also, and the, the Giles component of them seeing each other as, um, as companions, mm-hmm. it's really it's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm excited to see what the rest of the season has to hold. I mean, I know it's going to hold, but but to revisit it, to revisit all of that stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Colin. Do you yeah. have anything you want to plug? Um. Well, uh, you can check out Cousins uh, at the Nerdist School stage every other Sunday night. Um, go to nerdistschool.com and check out the schedule. It'll tell you when we're playing. Um, there's also sexytornado.com, which has got some really cool stuff coming up. I'm able to uh, help them and participate with their nonsense. And uh, Calico High School, another improv team I'm on. We're all over the place. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Calico High School. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys so awesome. much for having yeah, me. Thank you back. so much. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, I hope you guys are able to get something to eat very soon. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> On behalf of all listeners, yeah. um, wow. we are concerned. <laughs> you can also hear Dustin yawning at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, guys! I feel like. It's early morning <laughs> on a Sunday. Guys, I'm getting Day of Revelation flashbacks. <laughs> put the curtain back up. We're the curtain all going to hash this out. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, next week we have, um, what are our episodes? <laughs> next week we're going to meet another Slayer for the first time in the two-parter What's My Line? Part one and two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, catch, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Check out our website at www.hellmouthy.com. Special thanks to Denise Nugent for her awesome work on our album art. Our theme music is Medusas on the Loose by the Crips. And please subscribe on iTunes. Check in with you next week. <laughs>